Hi, and welcome to podcast number seven. This is the Golf Tips from Your Car by Tyler Dice Golf Podcast. And today's podcast main topic is going to be about how to adapt your game to any course. Before we get started, I just want to thank you all for being here and spending some time with me today. You know, uh, I really enjoy putting these podcasts on, and I hope you guys enjoy picking up, you know, some useful bits of information about how you can, you know, get better with your golf game. Um, that's why I do it. You know, I want to see everyone get better. You know, I'm, I don't like seeing people struggle with their games, and I think with the right information, they can, anyone can get really, really good at this game. You know, I'm kind of just like Ben Hogan, where I believe if you do the right things, and you get the right pieces of instruction, uh, you can be a really good golfer. So that's why I do these. So again, thanks for tuning in. And uh, again, this is podcast number seven. Today's main topic is going to be how to adapt your game to any course. You know, I'm really looking forward to, to doing this one. Um, got a bunch of good notes written down here. And uh, I think this kind of applies to just about anyone. So um, that's going to be the main topic. Uh, as always, I'm going to be filling you in on what I'm currently working on. And I will definitely have a, another drill of the week for y'all. Um, it's a nice, simple drill. And uh, it's, it's, it's going to help you with your short game a little bit. And I, I like doing this drill every once in a while. Um, it's just nice to kind of change things up. Uh, you know, practicing your game, if you're practicing it a lot, can kind of get a little monotonous every, every once in a while. So getting some different drills out there can help break up the monotony. And so, um, yeah. And um, one last thing before we get started, I just want to reference uh, episode, you know, podcast number six. Um, I thought it was a really good podcast, and if you haven't already, please check out podcast number six. Um, to have some really good information there. So if you haven't seen podcast number or listened to podcast number six, please, uh, well, listen to this one first, and then uh, make sure you download that one and listen to that one as well. Uh, again, both are really good, and uh, I think. You, you really like podcast number six. So today's main topic, how to adapt your game to any course. This is something that I think a lot of golfers struggle with. Um, and it's easy to struggle with because a lot of us have one golf course we play a lot. And so our game is kind of adapted to that golf course. All right, we buy clubs, we get lessons, and we change our game to suit how we, you know, how best to score well on a golf course, okay? We, you know, if a golf course is flat or hilly or wet or firm or windy or has lots of hazards or lots of out of bounds, you know, these things kind of influence how we want to play golf. If every hole has a hazard on it, well, odds are you're probably not going to hit a ton of drivers because you want to make sure you're in the fairway, right? So, you know, how does playing golf like that, how is that going to help you play other courses, right? So, how do you, you know, again, adapt your game to play any course? Especially considering all golf courses are pretty much a different animal day in and day out. I mean, even your home course, right? One day it can be firm and fast. The next day it can be soft and mushy, right? You know, one week, you know, it's this way. The next week, maybe they, they, they took a couple days off mowing. Maybe got some rain in. Maybe they fertilized. And so everything is lush and slow, right? Even though it's firm out, it's still slow. So, again, golf courses change all the time. 
and we need to be able to adapt our game to those changes and they need to be able to adapt on the fly because again a lot of times we don't know what we're experiencing what we're going to uh, 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 encounter out there until we're already out there so you need to have a mindset that is hey whatever's going to happen to this golf course today is going to happen i need to be able to roll with the punches and you know get going and you need to accept the fact that some days the golf course is just going to kick your butt okay it's just gonna happen. Uh, not really much you can do with it, do about it, unless you literally have a game that can adapt to any situation out there. And very few golfers ever attain that ability, that level. Uh, Jordan Spieth had it for the 2015-2016 season. Tiger Woods had it for almost his entire career so far. Uh, but uh, very few players have been close to that since. Uh, Henrik Stenson's really good about it because he hits his iron so well, but um, yeah, he's probably another one you could throw into that category of, of recent golfers, okay? Uh, just because, again, he hits his iron so gosh darn well, and he chips good, pretty good, and he gets off the tee well. And when he starts putting good, uh, there's no telling how low he can go. So, again, um, you know, those three guys right there um, can pretty much play anywhere because, again, they, they, just, they just, you know, in their primes, they just do things that uh, can't really be explained because they're so unbelievable. So moving back, you know, what do you, what does your game need to be able to do to adapt to a different golf course? You know, what are the best things, you know, you can do to, to do this? First and foremost, you need to be able to chip well from soft, from firm, you know, soft and firm lines. You need to be able to chip well from the fairway and the rough. And you should be able to chip well from different types of grasses in the rough, whether it be bent or fescue or Bermuda. Why do I list short game as the first thing to be able to adapt your game to uh, another golf course? The reason I say this is because the weather changes, weather in America changes all the time. Uh, depending on where you live, um, it can change like four or five times in a day. So that being said, you're not always going to be able to rely on your full swing to get you out of trouble because there's going to be times where no matter how good a shot you hit, it's just not going to get on the green. So you need to be able to get up and down and you need to be able to have the confidence that, hey, you know, I can get this shot up and down from this gnarly lie in the rough, right? And so being able to chip from these crummy lies around the greens, which is, you know, what you're going to encounter a lot of times when you play other golf courses. Uh, some of us out there have the privilege of being able to play really, really nice country clubs or country clubs that are in great shape, and you don't get bad lies. But some of the other players uh, uh, don't get that opportunity, and so they need to play from crummy lies around the greens, okay? And so that's why I listed short game as being, you know, the first thing to talk about, because it's very important. Short game is like insurance, right? You don't want to have to use it. But when you need it, you want to make sure you have it, right? You know, nobody wants to have flood insurance for their basement, right? Nobody wants it. But when your basement floods, you're happy you have flood insurance, you know, for your house, right? That way everything gets, gets taken care of. You don't want to be having to put up walls in your basement that stink of mold and mildew at 3 o'clock in the morning and your kids haven't been able to play in your basement for five months because you're just now getting around to doing it because you didn't have flood insurance. So 
You want to make sure your short game is on point. And I like to point out that you need to be able to make sure that your equipment, your short game, your wedges are able to be used in a variety of different lives and situations, right? If you play a golf course that's normally firm and fast, don't have all your wedges set up to just play firm, fast golf courses. Say you wedge you use the most, have it be set up to play a firm, fast golf course. Then have your sand wedge or your lob wedge, you know, the wedge that you use the second most, have that set up to be used be somewhere between firm and fast and soft and wet. That way, when you play golf course that's soft and wet, you can use this club because this club is fit well and set up for this kind of, these kind of conditions. You can get away with using it all day. Now, you might not be spot on like you are with your other wedge, but you can get by. And that's what we're talking about here. We're talking about being able to get it done and get by and be able to grind out these pars, you know, when you might not have to do it on your home course, right? And so that's what I'm talking about, you know, your short game being first. Again, it's like insurance. You want to have it. You don't want to have it, but, you, but when you do need it, you want it, right? So short game is, you know, the first on my list. The next thing is, and this might be a little... You may be thinking, oh, Tyler, what are, you, what are you talking about with this one? Is you want to have a flat ball flight, right? You don't want to have a low ball flight. You don't want to have a super high ball flight. You want to have a flat ball flight. Something not too high, something not too low. All right, you want something that'll cut through the wind and you can control easily. If you're sailing this shot way up into the air, right, the higher it gets, all right, the more things that are going to affect it, the harder it is to control up there. But if you hit it too low, it's not going to get up in the air long enough to work it one way or the other. So you want to have a flat ball flight, again, not too high, not too low, and something that you can control. Something that, you know, when it lands, it's not going to necessarily stop on a dime. It might release a little bit, but it's not going to go screaming over the green when it, hits, it becomes in too low. And the reason you want a flat ball flight is, again, because you can control it. And it works well in a variety of different conditions. You know, if you're playing a soft golf course and you have a flat ball flight, well, you may not hit it the longest, but you're still going to get it out there. And the ball's still going to want to go forward a little bit. And if you're playing a firm golf course, that ball's still going to hit and roll out. Okay, it's going to roll out a lot. So, and when you're playing a windy golf course, that flat ball flight's not going to get messed around in the wind so much. All right. And so that's what you're looking for here. You want something that you can kind of control, something that you feel comfortable with, and something that, you know, you can rely on, which is why, you know, a, a mid-trajectory flat ball flight is something that's going to be really, really useful for you. And again, you may be thinking, like, why is he, this is weird. Like, why is he saying this? Trust me. When the pressure's on, all right, a lot of golfers can't reliably hit a nice screaming high tee shot and comfortably land it down into the fairway. You want something that's going to come out nice and flat, Something that you can like see where it lands and you can kind of position it in the best spot possible, all right? So you want a nice mid, you know, flat, flat ball flight here, all right? That, trust me on that one. You know, it's going to be good for you in the long run. Um, you know, your club fitters may hate you when you say, hey, I, I want something that, that flies very flat versus something that maximizes distance because, you know, a lot of them are going to be into selling you distance. Uh, but trust me on this one, you want something that's flat because it's going to work in a lot of more golf courses. All right, and then next, and this is the final part of this, 
is you need to be able to curve the golf ball. You need to be able to curve it to the right, you need to be able to curve it to the left. The reason I say this is because a lot of your older style golf courses have a lot of, are, are kind of tree-lined and they dogleg one way or the other. So you need to be able to curve the ball going with the dogleg. You don't want to be fighting doglegs all, all day. Especially if you're playing like a Jack Nicklaus designed golf course. All his holes tend to want to bend to the right a little bit. So if everything's bending to the right and you, you hit a draw to the left, or you're left-handed and you, and you fade the ball, trust me on this one. It's, uh, it's, gonna, it's not going it's to be a fun day. And so you need to be able to curve the ball. And again, referencing the point before, if there is a lot of dog legs and you don't curve the ball a lot or you sometimes struggle with it, that flatter ball flight, you know, you can play it a little bit straighter and you can still do uh, uh, fairly well on those holes that, that, that dog leg the opposite way of your normal ball flight. So, you know, being able to curve the ball a lot and being able to hit that flat ball flight. And again, most importantly, being able to chip consistently from a variety of lies is definitely, definitely going to help your game out a lot. All right. And so these three things are the three things that I think that if you work on and you get good at those three things, you're going to be able to take your game to a lot of different places and still play well. All right. They're not too crazy. All right, nothing's too, you know, in-depth or, you know, going to require, you know, hundreds of thousands of hours to practice here, okay? This is things that anybody can do. And so that's what I wanted to stick to in this little uh, main topic. I wanted to stick to things that anybody can work on. You know, obviously, what's not on this list is I didn't, I didn't put anything on putting-wise because I ain't do putting because I feel like you should be able to putt good anyways. I mean, why would you not putt good or you know, one place and then putt good at another place, right? You know, you should be able to putt good. And you should be able to putt on bent greens and polana greens and Bermuda greens. And you should be able to understand, you know, how the like, different grasses react during the day. Okay? There's not really that much to it. Okay? So I didn't put putting on this list. I, I, I figured putting was something that, you know, either you're going to be a good putter or you're not going to be a good putter. And so... You know, if you're not going to be a good putter, well, then you're just not going to be a good putter. And you're usually not a good putter anywhere. So I left that off the list. You know, so if you wanted to throw putting on at the end, we could throw putting on at the end. But I feel that, you know, your short game, you know, that, that flat ball flight and being able to curve the ball are your three most important things that are going to help you play anywhere. Now, moving on to what I'm currently working on in my own game. You know, for me right now, I'm working on uh, rotating a little bit better. And I'm working on my hips firing at, at impact more. And the reason I'm saying this is because um, my hips are firing, but they're not firing in my correct posture. I'm coming out of my posture at impact a little bit, and they're firing, and they're kind of moving. My hips are kind of moving towards the golf ball at impact instead of, you know, uh, uh, down my, my target line. So I need to make sure I'm, I'm working on my hips firing in the correct direction, and I'm staying in my posture longer during my swing. All right, it's an easy, easy habit, bad habit to get into. Um, you're not paying attention to things, so that's why I'm working on it right now. Um, I feel like this should be something I can correct pretty quickly, and um, yeah, so that's that's currently what I'm working on. Moving on to a, a nice little drill that I like to do, and again, I haven't used this drill a lot, but it's a nice drill to have in your back pocket to kind of change up the monotony of things. So you know, I have a stand bag. Um, and if you have a staff bag and you're on a level ground, this will work too. 
what I like to do is I like to put the stand bag and I like to put it in front of me. And then I like to go, you know, like two or three yards, you know, uh, behind the staff ba uh, the bag here. And I'll hit like, you know, 10 yard, 15 yard pitch shots. But I'll, you know, hit them up and over the, the little bag. And so the ball has to get up in the air really quickly. All right. And so I do this to work on my soft touch. And I do this to educate myself as to how long of a swing I need to get this golf ball up into the air, right? You know, when you're moving the ball or you're hitting shots, right? You know, if you're moving the ball and it's just kind of going on a flat arc, you don't have to hit it as hard, right? Because the ball's not going as far. So like, so if you're only chipping it, you know, five yards in the air and it's going pretty flat, you know, it's only going to get a few feet off the ground. You don't have to hit it as hard, right? But if that ball is going up, it's technically traveling a lot. That ball, golf ball is going to travel a lot more. So even though you're only hitting it, like, say, five yards in front of you or eight yards or ten yards in front of you, you know, that golf ball is going up into the air a good bit. You know, it's going to go five, six, seven, eight, nine feet in the air, right? So something that goes, you know, two or three feet in the air is a pretty simple shot. But something that's going eight or nine, ten feet in the air from ten yards away you know, that's, that's going to require a much bigger golf swing, all right? And so I like to hit this shot because I like to educate myself and to remind myself, you know, how much swing I need to do just to move the ball the little bit of ways it has to go because I'm going so high up in the air. And so this is, that's, that's a good little, you know, a drill to use is chip it over that golf bag. I will tell you that you will hit grass into your golf bag. So if you have an all-white golf bag, it might get some grass stains on it and some dirt stains on it because you're going to be throwing dirt and grass onto it, hitting these shots. So if you want to lay a towel over it, if you're really picky about how your golf bag looks, go ahead and do that. But, um, you know, my golf bag's black, so I don't have to worry about that. And so this is a great drill. It's a good drill. Um, I, I, it's Again, it's fun. You know, like I said, it teaches you you know, how hard you have to swing to get that ball up in the air, and it teaches you it in a hurry. So it's good things. Now, that's about all I have for you today. Um, I know this is a little bit shorter than my normal uh, podcasts, um, but, you know, I feel, still feel like I went over a whole bunch of good stuff. Uh, you know, simple, short, to the point, and, um, you know, I enjoyed doing this podcast. And so thanks for tuning in. You know, I really appreciate you guys being here for me. Uh, you know, I enjoy doing these podcasts, and I appreciate y'all being here. So before I let you go, I just want to say please check me out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, Pinterest, and Snapchat, and YouTube. Obviously YouTube. I post all kinds of stuff on all those platforms. Got lots of videos on YouTube. Check those out. Follow, you know, like me on Facebook. And um, yeah, just make sure you hop on over there. And again, I appreciate y'all being here. And uh, I'd like to remind you that, you know, episode eight, podcast number eight, is right around the corner. And uh, I got some great things to, to do in that one. And in that podcast, I'll be going over some of the things you should be doing during the off season. You know, we're getting into that off season part of the year. All right. Weather's turning cooler. All right. Golf season's... Uh, 2016 golf season's done now as of this recording. Um, so, you know, you need to be working on your game for next year, right? You know, if you live in the Northeast, you know, your, your golf days are numbered. They, uh, they are dwindling in a hurry. If you're lucky enough to live in the Southeast or the, you know, Southwest, you still got tons of time left to golf. But it's still the off season. And so the next podcast, I'll be going over, 
you know, things you should be working on in the offseason, you know, to make the you know, a big bang for your buck, you know, to help your game start off on the right foot for next year. So stay tuned for podcast number eight. Again, thanks for tuning in this week. And I'll, you know, again, uh, hopefully see you guys on podcast number eight. Have a good one.